of all times so we are looking into an universal and eternal phenomenon and therefore we will have to look at if we want to understand it we have to look at the universal and eternal factors which are at work in the creation of this phenomenon it's clear that we are speaking about homosexuality homosexuality the fact that five percent at least of human beings are gay or lesbian huh? they are sexually oriented towards the same sex they tend to fall in love with persons of the same gender and the thing is the reason why we have to address this uh, phenomenon is that in many many societies these people which form a minority in every society they are very often discriminated regarded as abnormal to say the least um, very often they are regarded as immoral or as sick or as perverse and also as uh, great sinners or as criminals and uh, in many societies they um, they uh, are still getting punished or they get excommunicated shunned or and not seldom they are even killed for their being homosexually oriented so in this lesson we will look at the roots of this universal eternal phenomenon 
and we will see that it is indeed a natural phenomenon created by the nature of life itself and that it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with a disease or a perversion, let alone a crime. And uh, in fact, it is so universal and so natural that we even find it in the animal kingdom. So let us see what is the real nature of this natural phenomenon. Why this is created by nature, how it is created by nature. So that we as the whole of mankind, the whole of humankind, we can live up to this beautiful name, eh? that we can that we can become human and kind at the same time. To this and especially also to this part of our the family of people, the family of human beings. By understanding this phenomenon and knowing that it is a natural phenomenon, thereby we take away the the terrible and often horrible ways these the homosexual people are still being treated in many parts of the world it is true what buddha said eh, that love is born from understanding and hatred has everything to do what with with a lack of understanding and a misunderstanding so let us start by trying not trying let us completely understand what this phenomenon is all about and how it is brought about by nature. We know that the human being consists uh, out, uh, consists of three, three components. We have spoken about seven components uh, of the human individuality, but uh, more broadly speaking, we can make a division into three parts very well known as body, mind and soul. And uh, homosexuality is not only a physical thing, it is also a mental or a psychological thing. And it also relates to the soul. It has everything to do with the soul, as we will see in this talk. And because the soul is a very unknown phenomenon in this materialistic world, we'll have to understand, re-understand what the soul is and how it functions and what its what the mechanism what the mechanics are of how a soul evolves and learns and becomes mature and becomes psychologically mature. Psyche means soul, actually. So uh, psychological maturity that uh, we all want to create in this life has everything to do with the ripening of the soul, yes? And thereby also the ripening of the mind. But since the soul is more deeper, more nearer to the self, the soul is more powerful. The soul can be compared to the roots of a tree. If the roots are not strong and deep, 
then the tree cannot become tall and strong. The soul, although it is, yeah, it's pretty much invisible to the naked eye, it can also be compared to the fundamentals of a house. They are also unseen, but only when the fundamentals are strong and stable, the house can become strong and stable. So that is a very good comparison. The soul is very subtle, but it is the most close, most near to the self. It is near to the ABC of life, eh? to the absolute bliss consciousness. It is uh, nearest to the Atma in, in Vedic terms. Eh? The self is called the Atma, and the Atma has these three components of Sat, Chit, Ananda, absolute bliss consciousness. That's what we call the ABC of life. And we have seen in the previous lesson that the soul itself consists again of these of three components, three aspects, which all derive from the self, a direct manifestation of the qualities of the self we find in the structure of the soul. So the self is sat, which means truth, that constitutes the, the wisdom aspect of the soul, the knowledge aspect of the soul. The self is also chit, it is conscious, so that constitutes the sense of I, which is the, the central quality of the soul, the sense of I, the ego. And then the third aspect of the self, the ananda, manifests itself in the soul as the the capacity to be happy and uh, when we live life in many ways then uh, we, we develop these qualities the soul which can be understood also as an interface between the self and the body along with the mind and the soul is an interface which can uh, make contact with the self and bring the qualities of the self in the outer field, in the field of material, earthly existence. So, um, the, the soul must can be understood as a light body, a body made of light. It has its origin in some subtle level of creation which is full of light in a heavenly sphere connected with the stars. Uh, the stars are worlds of light and the, and the souls, they are generated in the subtle aspects of the stars. And then the souls come down to the material plane, uh, for instance, on this planet Earth. And uh, the soul, although the religions speak of the soul as something which is immortal, the Vedic studies and also Buddha disagrees. Also the soul is mortal. 
the soul is also a body which has its beginning and its end which can become more and more developed like the physical body it can grow and grow and grow and become mature and also can also be dissolved again into its constituents being reabsorbed by the heavenly light so the soul is a body but there's a big difference with the physical body this light body can live a very very long time even if it is not immortal it can live a long long time maybe millions and uh, maybe even billions of years that is what I gather from the Vedic studies and since the physical body can only become 100, 120 years maximum in this life at this time of the planet at least uh, 100, 120 years is sort of a maximum it seems then uh, it is uh, natural that the soul has the nature of reincarnating many times in many different bodies since it wants to have this physical experience this earthly experience this three-dimensional material experience it can assume one body after the next and when this body is worn out then uh, when it feels it cannot use this body anymore for anything good it leaves the body and enters into a brand new body and uh, this is how the soul evolves it gets life experiences from different uh, bodies from different bodily experience different personalities it assumes in different cultures different parts of the world different historical epochs and by that it becomes very very all-round it develops gradually in holistic viewpoint it develops a balanced viewpoint and it learns to express its qualities in many many different uh, circumstances and uh, one of these differences that the soul undergoes naturally is the difference of the human bodies uh, you know the human bodies uh, comes in two shapes two forms a female a male and a female and when a soul has lived say 10 20 times in a male body then naturally the time comes that he wants to change perspective the nature of life is always to keep balance to restore balance has a tendency to be balanced all the time so when, once we have lived once we have uh, learned how life functions in a, from a male point of view we naturally want to experience life and living from a female's standpoint 
and uh, by nature this uh, the soul then changes from uh, being incarnated in one kind of body it it uh, steps over to another kind of body just to maintain balance and just to be able to develop a real holistic mature uh, viewpoint not a one-sided viewpoint eh? the, the soul wants to become mature wants to become all-knowing wants to become all-wise wants to become more and more divine because its origin is God eh? in religious terms its origin is cosmic creative intelligence it wants to express more and more of these cosmic qualities it wants to express more and more bliss it wants to express more peace it wants to express more wisdom more happiness more freedom more understanding eh? it wants to express more tolerance so the soul wants to experience life from every possible angle in order to have a complete picture of life in order to become really wise this is how the evolution of the soul uh, happens over many many lifetimes and don't think that you need to have many many lifetimes from now on because uh, once you come to this course it and when you once you understand the abstract principles of this course that means you have lived already uh, many 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 lifetimes and now you're learning a very holistic viewpoint on life so i don't want to propagate the idea that you have to be incarnated many many times after this life um, although it is very beautiful and it is more and more beautiful every time you incarnate uh, become, because in each lifetime you have a chance to become more wise more happy more loving more peaceful and it means that your next life is more and more an expression of this desirable qualities is intelligent and creative qualities life is expressed more directly in these evolutionary qualities that you absorb that you learn as a soul so uh, we learn to express the qualities of life itself over the lifetimes and we express more absolute bliss consciousness more peace more freedom more balance more of a holistic vision more creativity more intelligence more power and we are able to express this evolutionary quality into the material sphere of existence that is the evolution that the soul aspires for so in order to gain this holistic complete overview over life it has to experience life from both its forms and male and female so let us see how this uh, 
mechanism of reincarnation takes place. I said earlier, if we don't understand uh, the natural phenomenon of reincarnation, along with the principle of the law of karma, eh, then we don't understand anything. Eh? Then life remains an unsolvable puzzle. So, to understand in detail how reincarnation is a natural phenomenon, it's very, very essential to become a psychologically mature person, formerly called enlightened person, right? So, so as I said before, if we have lived 10, 20 times as in a male body, as a soul, which is intrinsically universal, which is intrinsically not male, not female, the soul is, uh, is universal, it can assume any form. So if we have lived 10 or 20 times, say, in a male body, then sooner or later it adopts a female body, it incarnates into a female body. Now this female person is living from a soul that is full with life experiences as a man. So it is full of memories of uh, living as a man and uh, most likely this man was uh, uh, living with a woman because a male body is full of uh, testosterone and that directs a person towards the opposite sex. That is the most common, uh, say 90-95% of the human beings and the animals uh, are governed by these hormones that are uh, in the male or respectively female body. The male hormones, they drive the males to the female bodies and the female bodies feel attracted by these female hormones towards the male bodies. That is a natural tendency as well. But that is then uh, has nothing to do with the reincarnation that arises from the nature of these male and female bodies itself. They have their own chemistry, they have their own hormones, which create also the tendencies to uh, feel attracted, to have physical intercourse, to become intimate with somebody else. Usually, 90-95% of the cases, we are directed, if we like it or not, to the opposite sex. But when the soul is full of memories, in this case of this person who has been uh, male for 10-20 times, now for the first time this soul has a female body, that soul of that female is full of life experiences as a man. And these memories they create tendencies. And these latent impressions that are in the soul, 
they also have the ability to create harmonic tendencies in that person's in that person the physical hormones are also to some extent influenced and created by the nature of the soul so and this person now for the first time in a female body has experienced how beautiful how wonderful it can be to live with a woman to be intimate with a woman what a wonderful experience this is when 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 it has lived a normal natural and fortunate life eh? then uh, the interaction of the sexes of the different sexes is a wonderful thing so this soul is uh, full of these memories of one having wonderful experience of being intimate with a woman therefore this this latent tendencies they they direct this person also again to be intimate and to fall in love with a woman because of these latent tendencies they are called sanskaras in the vedic science sanskaras are latent tendencies un- unconscious memories they create tendencies of the personalities and they are very very powerful and they they uh, they can be stronger than the hormones that are naturally found in a male or female body the soul can dominate the body so much that it creates uh, a kind of hormonal mixture that um, that the person is uh, attracted to the same gender the same sex in uh, so in the person is become is then a lesbian woman so this is how a lesbian woman is created by nature by a completely natural mechanism of this uh, reincarnation and this change of uh, gender that is the cause because then the memories are still there of this life in another gender body then uh, naturally one still feels attracted to persons which now happen to have the same sex so in the case of a homosexual man uh, the opposite mechanism has occurred eh? say a soul has lived 10 or 20 times as a woman the balancing tendency of life causes this soul to be incarnated as a man this manly person now has memories of how wonderful it is to live together with a man ideally speaking he has he has good qualities it has good memories of living together and being intimate with a man so this soul still feels attracted to men and then we find uh, this person is homosexual this man is uh, is a gay person the sanskaras of this soul predestine this male person to feel attracted to male persons so 
we call this a gay persons. Five, and some people say 10% of uh, human beings have this homosexual tendency. So it's absolutely natural. So knowing this, it sh should take away all the misinterpretations uh, of this phenomenon, calling it a perversion or a disease or sinful or whatsoever nonsense prevails in this uh, still ignorant world. Eh? Very ignorant about these uh, mechanism mechanisms. And therefore, if we don't know how it comes about, we... Um, we tend to find it uh, abnormal because 90-95% uh, of the persons are heterosexuals. So we don't understand and what we don't understand we tend to reject. And uh, this is how uh, these people, these homosexual people have very often a very difficult life. Many, many societies up till this day in 2015. So my my contribution to uh, homosexual persons to to gain insight to distribute this insight into this mechanism of how it comes about and thereby demonstrating that it is absolutely natural therefore it is uh, of all times and of all places in all cultures and uh, therefore we should understand it and when we understand it we everybody can accept it and uh, we can see also the the, the beauty of these uh, homosexual persons it's a beautiful mix eh? gay persons do have this female tendencies in them right they can speak about feelings they they are fond of clothes they they dress themselves maybe better. They are more uh, subtle in their feelings and in their expressions. They are more artistic maybe because of these female tendencies. It's a beautiful mix and uh, it just adds to the variety of nature that we all should enjoy. Likewise, the lesbian women do have uh, some aspect that is male it can be deeply hidden but uh, usually you can recognize some male qualities in the female so and we should uh, appreciate this uh, variety of nature nature is has has made infinite variety of uh, of creatures and also an infinite variety of human beings and uh, we can also then continue this analysis by by looking at bisexual persons eh? that's another species the nature has created bisexual persons a person that feels attracted to uh, persons of the same gender and to persons of the opposite gender. What a wonderful thing that it can feel fall in love with both kinds of uh, genders. It is a very loving person, I would uh, I would guess. Eh? 
So how can we explain the bisexuality? Very simple, from this same insight into the reincarnation with the accompanying sanskaras and with the accompanying hormones that it that the soul gen, uh, generates in this body we uh, can imagine uh, a mix that the the hormones that are produced from the soul which is full of the memories uh, they are equally strong as the hormones that the body say when it is a male body it creates male hormones but when the person comes from a female background it has these female tendencies in itself then it creates also female hormones so this male persons also feel attracted to males and uh, so it feels attracted to both males and females because these the hormonal balance is there the, uh, the physical tendencies they are just about in balance with the soul tendencies to put it in a simple way yeah? you know what I mean so it's just a matter of uh, that these uh, the soul tendencies and the natural hormonic tendencies they are uh, held in balance and then naturally there arises an attraction for both sexes so then we come we go very fast ahead we come to this phenomenon of transgender of transsexuality it is uh, far more uh, occurring than uh, than most of us think i read in in holland alone every year thousand persons uh, are undergoing operations to uh, change the gender in this little country holland thousand operations per year takes place so uh, it is a phenomenon that, uh, that formerly was not much talked about, but gradually, at least in the West, it is possible to speak about it, to be open about it. And, um, and especially if we could explain it in this uh, light of uh, reincarnation, then this uh, also this transsexuality will be much better uh, received and much better understood and accepted it simply means that uh, the latent memories of a past life having lived in another gender body they are so lively so acute that a person feels he or she uh, has incarnated in the wrong gender eh? So one has, it's the same as the homosexuality, and the, the gay and the lesbian people, but then the memory of this previous gender happens to be very clear and very lively, very acute. 
and the person feels still like he felt before, like if he has a male body, he still feels because his soul has these female memories in it so lively. Uh, variety is the nature of life. So, therefore, this, this, uh, this, this the, the measure in which this soul uh, presents itself from previous life or uh, more or less it differs in different people so in some people this memory is so lively so acute that uh, although say living in a male body the person feels from inside that she is a female so it wants to change this male body into a female body and the other way around if uh, if one is born in a female body, but the memories of living in the male body is so strong, so lively, so acute, that um, that the person feels, well, what shall I do with this male, female body? I am actually, the soul is speaking, I am a man. So it wants to be operated and gain more of the male qualities. So that is uh, how these phenomena uh, come about and how they can be understood and how they should be understood so that we can understand and love these persons as much as we love other persons. See, the problem is that there is too little love in this world. Eh? There's not enough love to go around. Huh? That is the problem. But love can only come about on the basis of wisdom. Huh? Like Buddha said, true love is born from understanding. Without being wise, we cannot be loving all the time. And we cannot love everything when we are not wise. So... That is the story about the uh, LGBT, they call it, eh? lesbian, gay, bisexuals and the transgender communities, LGBT persons. Now, I'm sometimes asked when I speak about these things publicly, what about pedophiles, eh? persons who f feel attracted to having sex with children? Is that also natural, they ask, eh? and that is a very valid and a natural question. But there, I would say that is one of the many, many ways in which the lack of ma mental maturity, lack of psychological maturity, expresses itself. When the growth of a personality has been hampered in some way, for instance, that uh, in this um, Catholic priest they cannot live their sexuality, then, mainly then, it comes out as a kind of perversion that they start to have, want to become intimate with 
with people whom they can uh, manipulate, who's, who are dependent on them, so and uh, whom they can uh, abuse, use and abuse. So pedophile, pedosexuality definitely is a kind of perversion and uh, arising from a lack of uh, a balanced and a normal uh, healthy development in which persons can develop the ability to have to be intimate with with persons of the same level of awareness eh? level of power level of uh, maturity eh? it's a lack of maturity in persons by which they uh, have not learned what it means to have a balanced an equal relationship a relationship with a person of an equal level of consciousness and with this lack of maturity of the soul there it has also to do with the lack of uh, self-discipline eh? this mental maturity of enlightenment to which we all are for which we all are destined uh, this mental health and mental maturity means we learn how to uh, be master of our senses so and if we have uh, lack of uh, sexual experience if we do not uh, if we are somehow hindered to have sexual relationship with persons of the same or similar um, age then uh, then we can fall into the trap of uh, of losing control of the senses that we uh, start to uh, seduce little children and that is uh, then uh, not a healthy development it means it is an expression of an unhealthy an immature state which uh, in which one has lack of control of the senses eh? without control of the senses we cannot become divine we cannot become mentally uh, mature psychologically mature means we have control over the emotions we have control over the senses so that is the story about pedosexuality eh? it is uh, arising from a lack of normal and a healthy uh, development of personality and a development of the soul and uh, these people should not be punished but should be mm, should be should be healed in, indeed should be loved and healed and given more and more wisdom and given an opportunity to develop a relationship with persons of the same similar age so well that is in short the uh, story seen from the perspective of consciousness
seen of the perspective of the soul as the first manifestation of consciousness. And thanks to all these life experiences in different genders and in different cultures, assuming different roles, different professions, uh, being a father, being a mother, uh, all these, and, uh, and living through different sexual orientations. Uh, each soul has to have also the experience of being, uh, feeling what it feels like to be uh, homosexual, to be gay, to be lesbian, so that we become really mature and uh, holistic and, and stable and balanced. So through all these different lifetimes, the soul becomes more and more mature, more and more balanced, more and more holistic, more and more wise. And that means more and more happy. And when we are happy, we are more and more loving in all circumstances. Then when one as a soul has learned to express these, these desirable qualities, eh, like freedom and joy, purity, and the Atma is absolutely joyful, is absolutely free, it is absolutely pure, it is absolutely authentic. So if we have learned to live these qualities of the Atma, if, we, if the soul has incorporated more and more and more qualities of the self, like freedom, joy, purity, authenticity, love, wisdom, balance, and the self is absolutely balanced and is absolutely tolerating everything, and the self has no judgment, has no uh, ill feelings about everything, it is the innocent and balanced witness of each and everything. So if we have if we have absorbed these qualities of absolute tolerance and absolute balance, absolute wisdom, which comes along with sound judgment, insight into life, eh, then then the soul becomes really mature through all these lifetimes it learns to uh, express this absolute this universal this eternal this evolutionary this divine qualities as a human being so one becomes in one word one becomes loving and one becomes wise in all circumstances because these two are the common basis of all these beautiful qualities. Eh? Loving is a quality of the heart, wisdom is a quality of the, of the head. And so if we have become loving and wise in all circumstances, then when such a soul leaves the human body at the end of the human life, then this soul gets a kind of diploma he has mastered the earthly challenge he has learned to be happy and loving and wise in all circumstances he has remembered who or what it is namely that it is in essence universal awareness in the midst of all earthly material 
challenges and material circumstances. Then, what happens then? It gets a license to advance to a higher life form, which we call divine. You have heard about gods, and you have heard about demons. Well, the Vedic science says that these gods are nothing but good human beings, wise and mature human beings who have advanced to a higher stage in life in which they can express more creativity, more intelligence, more love, more happiness. They can become more creative. Eh? They create whole planets, they create whole species of animals, species of plants, species of minerals, etc. This, this is the job of the gods. They, they, uh, in, in, in ancient times, people understood more or less that, that the one universal god expresses itself as, as many, many gods who, have created, who are responsible for different fields, and different aspects of the manifest creation. So that is what happens with persons, with souls who have uh, received this uh, earthly diploma, and then they uh, they advance to 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 higher, to more subtle spheres of life, more powerful spheres of life, because they have proven to be responsible, to be stable. And then they are given a more important job. That is the story about. Uh, you, I'm sure you have heard about uh, these Buddhists uh, that they don't want to come back to life, to the earthly existence. They want to be uh, to get rid of the human existence. That is all a wrong viewpoint. It's a natural process when you are wise enough when you are loving enough and happy enough in all circumstances, then naturally you get a more important job. And even then you can decide to come back as a human being to help your fellow human beings uh, to be more loving, to be more wise eh? in all circumstances. That is also then uh, a role that you can then choose. But that is uh, then this freedom to choose only occurs if you have mastered all the tests, this earthly test, eh? full of challenges, full of, uh, full of uh, tests we are, we are, uh, we have to undergo thousands of tests every day in order to prove that we know that we are divine, that we have not forgotten that we are absolute bliss consciousness. That is the whole purpose of life. And when you have managed this universal awareness while being a human being, it means when you have be when you have been yourself in all circumstances, when you have been authentic and honest and creative and intelligent, loving and wise, even on your deathbed, 
then you get a higher responsibility which can either mean you go into subtler realms and help the souls there or you can decide to come back to this uh, suffering mankind and help these suffering souls on this planet whatever you like then you are more and more free so just having lived maybe a million or a billion years as a as a see yeah uh, after this having under having mastered this human challenge then life is not over eh? you can live as a soul as a divine soul a million or a billion years onwards but all the time you are aware of the eternal fact that in essence you are one with the universal spirit eh? with the cosmic consciousness with the cosmic intelligence all the time you are even as a human being you have learned for instance in this abc course that in essence you are one with god eh? like jesus was saying god the father and me are one so once you have understood and also experienced more and more that actually yes i am impersonal universal awareness i am divine awareness i am what in churches is called god i am what in the mosques is called allah i am what in temples is called shiva i am what in the pagodas is termed tao i am what in the tipis is called the wakantanka the great universal spirit so once you are more and more and more uh, convinced of this eternal fact then having an individual body becomes less and less relevant and in this sense the the soul has become so mature that also naturally it comes to the end of its lifetime maybe in a million years maybe in a billion years i remember maharishi my yogi my my main uh, mentor eh? uh, he was once jokingly saying that uh, if you are living as a soul in this subtle realms heavenly realms of creation doing good all the time then uh, you can uh, challenge the universe and make uh, what's called making uh, uh, a wettkampf making a match and see who who lives longer the universe or you you can take on a match with the universe and see who is has a longer lifespan such a thing and other wisdoms in the vedic wisdoms i have heard that uh, once the soul is so ripened so wise and so loving so divine through and through that uh, you uh, naturally feel like giving it up 
because you don't need it anymore. You are so thoroughly convinced that in, in that you are God and nothing else. Jivo Brahmaiva Napara. That is what the Vedic science is saying. Thousands of years, the Upanishaden are calling out loud. Jivo Brahmaiva Napara. Every individual soul is actually God and nothing else. Every jiva is Brahman. Na para, nothing else. It's a good slogan. Eh? Everybody should learn this by heart, I feel. Jivo Brahmaiva, na para. The individual jiva, individual soul, the jiva, is Brahman. Na para. Nothing else. Jivo Brahmaiva. Na para. The individual soul is the universal soul, Brahman. The Jiva is Brahman. Nothing else. That is what the Upanishads want to bring home to every human being. Because if we notice, we uh, can easily, easily challenge, uh, uh, master the challenges that the earthly, material life puts before us. And then we can quickly um, advance to higher stages of life. So, that is the story of the evolution of the soul. Through this many different uh, lifetimes, being a man, being a woman, being hetero, being a homo, being lesbian, being gay, being a bee, being a transsexual, and being a heterosexual. And through all these various life experiences, we become all wise all understanding and all tor- tolerant uh, and and understanding everything means we can forgive everything and everybody in french they say tout comprendre c'est tout pardonner understanding everything is pardoning everything uh, and then we become more and more divine and then from being this from from the level of this universal acceptance and universal insight into the mechanics of creation we can be maximum uh, creative and intelligent in bringing about uh, necessary changes to make human life and to make life everywhere more enjoyable more and more reflecting the essence of life more and more reflecting the abc of life the absolute bliss consciousness in every life form and that is the purpose of creation that is the purpose of evolution to which every individual soul is uh, urged forward to become loving and wise in all circumstances and as soon as we learn this as soon as we create a wonderful situation of all souls who get incarnated on this beautiful planet of ours 
in religious terms, Jesus would say we create a heavenly life on earth. Eh? The Christians are praying every day. Eh? Uh, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. Eh? In other words, let us create a heavenly life on earth. But this can only happen with complete insight into the mechanics of life and living, into the mechanics of how the absolute bliss consciousness translates itself into a soul, and the soul expresses itself as a mind, and the mind expresses itself through the body. And if we can remember that we are absolute, that we are blissful, that we are universal awareness, then we become fully mature human beings. And then we feel we feel good in all circumstances. So that is in short the story about homosexuality, its legal and natural place in the uh, evolution of the human soul. I hope you have enjoyed this lesson and I hope you have recognized the truth in this lesson and uh, I hope that you and me then are contributing to the absolute tolerance and the absolute um, acceptance and the absolute appreciations of all the different expressions that life creates. I can only say thanks to the the enlightened souls that uh, helped me get to this insight, and therefore I say J Guru Dev. Thanks to the divine teacher who has taught me the insight into these mechanisms of creation. J Guru Dev, thank you very much. See you next time.